Welcome to the Denver Deep Dive Podcast. We are your hosts, Charlie Cummings and Lorenzo Gonzalez. Thanks for joining us. Our focus is on bringing awareness to the expert knowledge, passion, and personalities that have been and continue to be part of Denver's vibrant growth. We'll be exploring commercial real estate, cryptocurrency, cannabis, food and beverage, and health and wellness, along with the experts operating enthusiastically in each space. Every episode will showcase the individuals impacting these arenas, what they see as industry participants, and what new insights you can take away for yourself and your current ventures. We know we aren't the only shamelessly curious people out there, so if you love learning for its own sake, you're in the right place. Follow us on social media, wherever you consume your podcast. Welcome to episode number six. Joining us today is Mari Raylan, owner of Body Conceptions by Barring, a dance-based methodology incorporating dance principles and full-body cardio sculpting designed to create a dancer's physique. Mari comes from a strong academic background with a heavy dose of curiosity that she actively uses to coach those on their fitness journey towards a more mindful approach to training and taking care of themselves, while also navigating the overwhelming amount of information prevalent in today's health and wellness environment. Mari, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I guess first question is, you've got a very interesting background, obviously, as a dancer in health and wellness and fitness, but then you've also got this academic background yeah. um, that seems to have put you in a position where you can really sift through information. Mm-hmm. You know, How does that kind of feed into the way that you're working with people in your, in your classes? Mm. Oh my God, that's such a big question. Yes, I started out in academia studying neuropsychology, clinical Mm -hmm. neuropsychology, and I soon realized while doing that, that was not the path I wanted to truly head on. In other other words, being a neuropsychologist, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be a dancer. (laughs) So I moved to New York to dance and spent many, many years doing that, but I always had this curiosity about people which I think was a big part of dancing, to be honest, like really understanding people and emotions and how you express it as a Mm. dancer and connecting to other people as a dancer. And then when I got into fitness, I already had this, you know, this underlying interest in what made people tick, how, why, and how do people move, but from a psychological point of view. And then um, just kind of in my own personal training work, connecting with people and what motivated them, what they needed, finding out about their emotional lives and how it related to their bodies. Mm. And then how to build a whole company in which we really do try to understand so many aspects of people in their lives and what they need to get the results they want, but also feel happy while doing it. And you said something interesting. I mean, that there's so much going on for us outside of the quote unquote gym or dance studio or hiking trail Mm -hmm. that I almost feel like can make or break what we get out of the physical activity. Oh, so, so true. I mean, having seen this yourself from your own experiences and working with people and, and just kind of studying the brain and movement, how does the methodology you're currently using kind of take that into account so that a person is able to obviously use their body, Yes. but use their body in a way that, that is holistically good for them? Yeah. Another huge question. <laughs> I'll answer it as I'm thinking of it. Um, when I'm, I'll just talk to you about my approach when I work with people. I usually spend... 15, 20 minutes just talking to them before we start. I want to know what happened in their day, how they're feeling, what their energy is at that moment. Mm -hmm. And it's not just that I'm just curious about getting all this information, but I'm actually syncing with them. Mm -hmm. So our workouts, you'd have to experience them to sort of get it, but we um, we have a methodology, we have a framework in which we do the workouts, but it's also improvised at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm also creating new playlists all the time. So I'm responding in the moment to the music that I love. Also, I choose music that they love. I'm responding physically to the music. But then I'm also going back to what we, how we synced up before we even started. Right. So what was our energy? What was their energy? What's my energy? How can we get on the same page? But also, how can I channel their feelings, their journey before they even saw me? into this workout experience so that we experience this catharsis at the end, mm. <laughs> but it's not just a catharsis at the end. It's like the whole experience of the workout. How can we channel the emotional energy? Um, so that's, that's kind of like the basic way that I can relate to that question is, right. is that I'm always interested in what and why about people and how can I sync together with that and use that to fuel our experience together also right. while also getting like, how do they need to move? What are their issues? What are their injuries? I mean, I always have to keep all those things right. in mind. What are their goals personally? Yeah. This is amazing. So it, it almost sounds like your your goal is to treat exercise, movement, and fitness not as a thing to do to escape the rest of your life, but yeah. as a way to process whatever state you're currently in. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it's funny because I can even think of this in my own life. I mean, I am an anxious person. I wake up feeling anxious. It's just me. And I always find that. It's probably just you. (laughs) I I can't relate at all. (laughs) And and over and over again, I experience like this feeling in the morning. I go and wake, I, I go and work out with somebody. And not only do I know they feel better, but I feel so much better. And it's not that I escaped you're right it's not an escape it's not a numbing out it's a it's a sort of um incorporation of everything together into using your body to express it to let out feeling let out emotion let out movement while of course i'm strengthening all the joints i'm making you balanced in your body but i'm actually my mission and the reason i even do this at all is because of actually something a little more transcendent. It's mm. the connection to the music. It's the feelings I have. Yes. It's the joy that I get out of this. Like, why do I want to do this every day? That's why. And well, then I look, and then I look better in the process, but that's not the reason. <laughs> well, you but know? I mean, you're, so you're, you're weaving a lot of things together. I mean, cause I, I think that, and I'm going to, this is going to be an incredibly generalized statement, but I, I, I think that a lot of consumers look at health and wellness as a very superficial like thing to do to maintain my health or, you know, my doctor said this, or I have a trip coming when I look a certain yeah. way for, you're really like pulling apart a lot of layers and, and yeah. figuring out how do I, I mean, even just the music component, I mean, you know, anyone who's not a robot has, you know, listened to a song mm. once in their life that like moved you to a, 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 a oh, place yeah. of being that you couldn't articulate with words. And so if you can combine that with the presence of being in your body, the what I've experienced as the like compassionate acceptance of what you can do in that moment with other people. And it's also benefiting how you're going to move throughout the rest of your day. I mean, that's, that's no small feat and it, it makes it's magical. Yeah. yeah. It's my form of spirituality. Actually. I, is, I say yeah. the, the gym is my church. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You go there to be with 100%. yourself because you know, you, you can't do things you can't do. Yeah. And there's certain things with our bodies that we can't fake. If I can't, yeah. you know, deadlift, 500 pounds or put my leg up a certain height, I can't fake that. And I have to either punish myself for the rest of my life for my lack. Right. Or I can. Or be like, this is my body. This is right. what I have. I'm going to do the best I can with right. what I have for sure. Yeah. And that's, I, I love that that's your perspective because I, I think, and this will tie into my next question, yeah. but you know, it's, it's easy to not do that. Uh, so what, what are some of the things that you've seen people 
mess up when trying to yeah. pursue a health and wellness journey as no. I, on the practitioner side and also on the consumer side. It ties directly to your last comment, which is this idea that everyone is the same or has the capacity to be the same or has the capacity to be this ideal that's like this universal ideal. And that's not true. Everyone right. has their own bodies that's, that are very unique. And so I think what happens is um, on this health and wellness journey, people are especially specifically fitness, let's say. Mm. People are all trying to be a certain like weight, a certain size, a certain look, a certain skinny. And, and, then, and then in addition to that, there's some people out there who – you know, they're like, more is more. And that's, and they're these gurus who are like, this is, we believe, you know, you have to, pain is better and more is and pain are like the best, that's the best. And, and it's not, it's not supported by research. It's not supported by what actually truly helps people, but it's this belief system that has, it's been the mythology it's, it's for a very long time. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it, it actually doesn't relate to the individual person, which I think is what's at least for our company, what's most important is to be as personalized and understanding of where you are as possible. And you can make the same correlation with business, right? You've got to pay your dues. It's got to be hard. It's got to be yeah. brutal. It's got to be, right. you know, you're going to have all these. Yeah. Right. It's exactly. going to be horrible. You're yeah. going to be, you know, sleeping two hours a night for the yeah. first two years. I mean, there, I think, you know, I don't want to say there aren't truths because there, there are certain times in our lives where we have to make sacrifices. But I do believe at least when it comes to health and wellness, that, we're led to believe it's either way harder and should be more difficult than it needs to be yeah. or that it's way easier. Yeah. Well, well, you and I have talked about the New York culture and mm -hmm. I'm so happy to also be in Denver. I'm in both right. places, but I love the balance that exists in Denver, maybe a bit more than New York city and that whole mentality in New York, which is like that I saw for so many years, which is like just go, go, go and more and more and more. And then we're seeing the results of that over right. several years of people getting injured, people having adrenal fatigue, all these problems that people are yes. experiencing because they all thought, Oh, I just needed to work out more and more and more and more to get really skinny, to be a better person, to be liked, to be loved, right. when that was not the answer. And in fact, many of them worked against that goal. And I mean, th this is my perspective. I'm probably wrong in some way, but I really, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts a little bit yeah. more in depth in terms of like the, the Denver culture versus New York culture. Um, the gym shows you, if you're paying attention, shows you as the consumer how you're doing the rest of your life. And it shows the trainer oh, that's how this person probably does the rest of their life. Because <laughs> if I show up to the gym and when I can't do things or I recognize that I'm struggling and I, I punish myself, I have a lot of shoulds and should nots. I shouldn't be able to be this weak. I should be stronger. That's like that. That's not coming out of nowhere. Like that, yeah. that way of operating is probably pervading how they're doing other things. Yeah. And so this aggressive need to like right. always be doing more exist outside the gym and the person just carrying that with them carrying that in the gym. I think that's a really good point. I haven't heard someone make that recently, mm -hmm. but I totally agree with you. And I guess that's our argument in our company for why we definitely think personal training is great because you have someone there outside of yourself who's helping really understand you as a person and what your specific tendencies are, um, how you are motivated best. Do you like right. being pushed more? Do you like being coddled and supported more? All these things. And then mm -hmm. that person can, the, your, the job as a really good trainer is to really understand that counteracted enough that you're challenging someone and causing the change that they're hoping for and wanting mm -hmm. without totally turning someone off or working right. against their own um, tendencies. Right. But I think that's such a good point. Like how great for anyone to go to the gym and just observe themselves. It's just a lot of people don't really 
look at themselves at the gym or look yeah, at the themselves living their life. Yeah, exactly. But like recognize what are those tendencies or do you arrive at the gym, look around and say, no, I'm have not no plan. turn around or have no plan or do the same thing over and over again, let's say, <laughs> <laughs> or, or yeah, or like do whatever is punishing, you know, it feels really painful, but you know, you're working hard and right. tearing your muscles. <laughs> it's interesting to observe that in yourself. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, as someone that is, is observing a lot of like health and wellness behavior in Denver compared to what you've seen in New York, mm -hmm. what, what are some of the, I guess, like things that you observe in Denver that stick out to you that, that you think are, are, are positive? That yeah. Denver's really kind of supporting and doing a good job with. I know. Well, I'm still learning. I have to say, I do think, as I mentioned, balance is a really a much bigger deal. I feel like people honor themselves a bit more mm. and what they need. I'm finding that in my clients. I feel like, you know, people do what they can. It's not this belief that like, well, I should do this, this, and this. So therefore I'm going to push myself. They, they just seem more realistic than I'm seeing than I had seen in New York. Um, I love that people are outdoors more. And I think this whole general idea of having a more balanced fitness life is right. great. You know, New York is tricky because <laughs> it's, it's like an urban jungle, right? Like right. you don't have as many options as you have you're here. You're on the third floor of a building looking at more cars <laughs> and more people in more buildings. Right. Or you're in a basement yeah. looking at, you know, people in a room with no windows. No, exactly. <laughs> and so, and so some people get really single-minded in New York and I think they can do that here too in Denver as well. But I just see people being open to more, opportunities, options. They'll try different kinds of classes. They'll be in yoga and they'll be hiking and they'll be doing, I don't want them to do too much, but there's, there's just some more openness to different ways of, of experiencing fitness here that I appreciate. Right. No, I agree. I mean, it, it's, it's cool to see Denver as like a well-amenitized city. Yeah. You can say such a thing. Yeah. It, it supports a lot of interests. It does. I also think that I mean, this could be, this is based on nothing. This is just based on my own <laughs> observation. I think more people here incorporate movement of some kind into their life than New Yorkers. Like there, I see in New York that sector of people who are intense in, in their fitness. But I also know many people who like are very intense in other ways and don't do any fitness. It's almost mm -hmm. like all or nothing mentality there that right. I tended to see. I think there's a little bit more of like, that flavor of fitness and pervading all of life that I see more here. Right. Maybe because of the, the beautiful mountains and the gorgeousness. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to argue with. <laughs> and the sun and, and people want to be outside more right. here. Well, so I, I mean, that kind of leads me to the next thing I'm curious about. You're, you're essentially someone who gets to observe people at scale yes. and, and see them in very specific types of environments. Uh, between that and then just your you know, industry knowledge, what are some of the concepts, ideas, innovations, uh, new things like happening. happening in fitness and health and wellness mm -hmm. uh, that other people may not see? And then how do you see some of those things mm. helping people continue to pursue yeah. their goals? Yeah, I think there are three basic areas that I would identify. The first one is um, this kind of like moving in home videos, in-home experiences. Peloton is a really popular one. Um, it, it's been great in terms of allowing people to still exercise if they don't have time to go all the way to a studio, take a class, come sure. all the way back. Um, they can actually just take a few minutes in-home and do something at mm -hmm. least. Right. Uh, I think it can be really wonderful. I think what Peloton does well and there are other companies that do well is in, in addition is adding the social component because I think the danger of being in home too much is that maybe you feel isolated. You're doing it at home, but there's not this energy around you or even that one 
trainer, let's say, with you, right. pushing you, you're there, and maybe after 10 minutes you just turn it off and you don't want to do anything. Or, else you, or, or you, you buy all these videos, but you never turn them on because you don't feel compelled. Um, so yeah. I do think the social component is pretty powerful, and and there are there are companies that are using the in-home videos with the social component that's making it more successful. Mm -hmm. And I hope they do that more. Um, Technology is becoming really big and I think it can really, really enhance our experience. Um, I'm privy to some really cool things going on. I can't really talk about specifically, but technology, I mean, technology has been wonderful at helping us, let's say track our fitness and see, you know, really understand ourselves. Yeah. Everything Um, is gamified now. Exactly. Yeah. Gamified, make it maybe more fun and more likely that you'll keep doing something. And then I think there's going to be a whole other aspect of this, which is going to be like, let's say augmented reality. Like maybe you, because there's all these barriers to entry, right? There's like the pain of working out. There's the, Oh, how do I fit it into my life? And I, I just rather just sit at home or I'd rather sit in the office and, um, but if there's a whole other, like I'm entering into this space that where they've done really cool technological things and it's just this cool experience, maybe I'm forgetting how painful it is to work right. out. So I think, I actually think that's going to go into some really amazing areas. Right. Um, and then the third area is personalization, which applies to all of it, mm-hmm. which is, um, I think going to allow people to feel like they're, they're being recognized for who they are, what their body types are, what their needs are. I think. You know, maybe in the past people would walk into classes and feel like, oh, this is great, but, you know, I don't know whether this class is the best thing for me. And, and maybe with better technology, we can, we can read our specific metrics and figure out, okay, right. this kind of workout is best specifically for me. Or this, you know, I don't know, this kind of, there's so many options. So now I'm, I'm able to find things that appeal to me specifically, whereas maybe there were a few options before. Right. I think that's going to get better and better and better over time. Well, that's an interesting point too, because the personalization applies to like what you do specifically, but it almost seems like it could apply to how you search for things because yeah. it, it can be a very arduous process to, to come to understand what specific movements can I do? I know. And which ones can I not do? These ones hurt because of this. Yeah. You know, I can push myself in this sort of way. Like learning all these things is, is almost something you have to do by experience. Yes. But if you have <laughs> a, a literal human hand guiding you or yeah. a technological hand, you can speed up that process because totally you're not going right. to walk in the gym tomorrow having never worked out and know exactly how to treat your body. Yeah. Because we're not, you know, there's no school program that teaches us this. We're kind of yeah. all on the fly. No, exactly. It's almost like we have to be students of our own body, and that can be mm. really difficult, especially when you don't naturally have insight or you don't know what <laughs> to recognize. Even when right. you know we talk about pain, different kinds of pain, what's good pain, what's productive pain, and what's dangerous pain. Even yes. just recognizing that and what and what you respond to physically can be just tricky in and of itself. And having someone help you definitely is a good thing. Right. For sure. I yeah. It 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 requires a lot of patience yeah um, totally. and I and it's, it's cool to hear you wanting to emphasize that and seeing the value of emphasizing it because yes it would be a, a terrible disservice to convince someone who wants to become healthy that it's going to be easier or take less time than it actually will yeah um, oh no you have to that, prepare that could, people that could, for that, that could, sour sure. taste perfect like forever yeah really go back no. because, yeah, not exactly. because it didn't work but because they just didn't have the right frame of mind for yeah. You have to manage people's <coughs> expectations. I have people ask all the time. They're like, okay, well within a week, will I see results? <laughs> and I'm like, I think you'll feel differently so in a week, I, honestly, but this I, is a phenomenal know, yeah. What are, just cause you said it, what yeah. are some of the, the, the most common 
questions and things that people wonder about when it comes to beginning their health and wellness journey. Because there's a lot of people out here that are going to hear this that are what are wondering these things, and 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 they're probably going to want to know. Shoot, how do I manage my own expectations? How long will it take? What should I be aware of? No, people ask me all the time. It's like, how many? How frequently should I work out? When will I see results? Um, and they, they're expecting like this kind of catch all answer from me for sure. Um, boy, that's such a good question. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I, you've, you've also done training too. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have any things to add here, but I think people are looking for that magic bullet. Like, um, when will I be like, can I, if I have, if I'm going on a vacation in a month, if I'm going to Hawaii in a month, will I be able to wear a bikini by then? And it's like these really, sort of massive goals that I told, I'm on board with. I want you to feel wonderful about your body, but it's a journey. There's no pat answer that I can give them. And also their lifestyle is so much a part of it. It's like commitment and commitment level, nutrition levels. Like it's, I try to see it and convey to people that this is more of a journey and a process. And what's most important to you is to find something that you absolutely love to do so that you actually then commit to it just out of, loving it, let's say, and also the routine of having done it right. enough that now it's something that is a part of your life. You want to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then the results come and they can come quite quickly. If, if that's, if you're like, you're so engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so that's more of how I try to change the focus is like, let's, let's make this something you absolutely love. Like what's your favorite music? I'll use it. Like right. that's going to motivate you. I don't know if there are any other, I don't know. I didn't totally answer your question, but no, no. Well, I, other, I, think, yeah. I think you did, but I, I think even in the way you're answering it, it just shows that, that these are loaded questions. That, they're way too like, loaded. It, There's it, no it, way. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, they're hard to answer. And then I think they we were are. talking about this before we started recording, but there's a lot of things about how the person spends their time and also how they are with themselves when they're not in yeah. the gym because they could yeah. leave a workout and I don't know it, but they can spend the rest of the day punishing and berating themselves oh, absolutely. for something that they didn't, you know, perform that well yeah. doing, or, or they might have too much over. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things that they yeah. could be doing absolutely. that are stressing them out or affecting the seriousness that they're bringing to the table. I think that's, that's really important. And I, I'll even point to myself cause I'm such, I'm, I'm just as much to blame for this. Sometimes I take a really, I love taking other classes. I love seeing what's out there. I'll take a really intense class. I'm starving. I spend the whole rest of the day not thinking about what I put in my mouth, just that I'm starving. So, and I'm not saying that people shouldn't eat. I'm not like people shouldn't be perfect either, but I'm, I see myself, Oh, you know, early in the day I did this workout. So the rest of the day, I'm just going to eat whatever's in front of me. And there happens to be candy and there happens to be a burger and that, you know, and so like without actually being aware of kind of the larger context in which you conduct yourself, how you choose to put things into your body and what those mm. things are, how you see yourself in this context of like how to make yourself healthy. What right. are you committing to? There's not one thing that's going to be the magic bullet. And there's not one thing I can promise to <laughs> a client. <laughs> I only see them like, let's say three hours out of their entire right. week. So I, yeah. but I try, we, I want to make them just generally happier. I can't make anyone happy. I want to help them be generally happier so that their, their overall perspective on life and their own wellness and wanting to be healthier, mm-hmm. maybe becomes a little bit better or stronger. Right. Yeah. Well, so I, it, I mean, it definitely seems like you, you've really gotten kind of a handle on why this is a meaningful thing for you to do for someone who is maybe evaluating a career change or like a younger person who 
you know, they're fascinated by the brain or the body or behavior or why the hell do humans do the things they do. If they think that this is an interesting field, uh, there's like two questions. One of them is, you know, what would you can, what would you recommend and consider that they, that they do and not do? Yeah. And then what kind of person have you seen favor well in this industry? <gasps> okay. Um, I think if you're, if you're heading into the industry, yeah. first, I think you should just look at yourself for a bit. Um, we used to do that embarking on anything new <laughs> is figure out what is, why do I want to do answer a bunch of questions? Why do I want to do this? What do I hope to get out of it? What are my, most importantly, what are my strengths? Mm. What are the aspects of this it's field? A Peter Drucker question. <laughs> right? What, right. What are the aspects of this field that I feel like I would thrive in? It shouldn't be a sort of catch all. I'm going to jump into fitness. It should be like, how do I look at myself and what are the things I absolutely love to do? And then I would definitely recommend seeking out a whole range of people in the industry currently who, let's say, you see doing things that you like to, you think you would like to do, or even just arrange enough of people and ask them questions. Find out what is it that you see in this industry working? What do you do? What, what skills are required for you to do what you do? What do you like asking the same kind of question? Like, what do you, what do you think I should avoid? Mm. And I think the more research you can do ahead of time, the better. And not and stay in your own lane and not worry about what others are doing. Not even worrying about the, what the next person sitting next to you has decided also to go into the field is doing. So I think the more you can do it with your eyes open and more do it with a unique sense of of you know of what you love, then you're going to succeed for sure. Um, sticking to your own lane applies the entire time you're in the field anyway. <laughs> so just figure out who you are as a person and don't worry about others because there's going to be a lot of competition. Um, and then, and then the kind of per you asked the kind of person who does well in this industry. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it depends on what aspect of the industry. I'm interested on the helping side. I mean, that's that's what I value most is of people who help others, right. <laughs> not just being a star. So there's there's a whole other category of those in fitness who are there to be, let's say, famous and a star. And I guess answering that that way, you can tell my bias. But I'm much more interested in a little bit more of a humble. Um, approach in which you're there to help others, and I think that the more you can, the more you can observe other, like so, the kind of person who can really observe other people, try to step in other people's shoes, understand where they're coming from. I think the better you can help others and know where they're starting from. The big thing, let's say in New York, is this like catch-all, like you have to be skinny or you have to all look a certain way or you have to all wear the same thing when you're walking into a class, like. You know, I think the, the more that you as a fitness professional or a wellness professional can really just understand and accept exactly where someone is, then the better you'll be able to help them move where they want to go. And the more they'll appreciate you and your understanding of them. That's the kind of person I think succeeds. I love that. It's I'm, I'm kind of chuckling because you mentioned this. And it's very L.A. culture, too, where people, like, go for this certain look. Yeah. And it's really funny when you look at these contradictions in the world where you know, we're fighting so hard for our identities and for a sense of uniqueness now. Yeah. And yet we're leaving our debate to go put on our Lululemon and like make sure that we look <laughs> like we fit into the class and we're no. buying into an indoctrinated group identity that we didn't pick, yeah. but that was decided quote unquote for us as yeah. being like the right way to look or be in I that know. environment. It's I super know. Fun. I agree. And I think there's so, such fun that can be had being part of the group and part of that group energy. But you're so right. right. Like the minute that you think you have to be the same as others and have to look the same as others, then like half the people won't even walk into a fitness studio. And that's like, that's our mission as a company ourselves is to make right. everyone 
feel as if they belong there. And it's it's a hard it's actually culturally hard to achieve, but we've really worked at that. Mm. That's great. Well, so so two more questions. You know what what do you see happening, or or how do you see kind of health and wellness continuing to shape Denver, and then Denver continuing to shape mm. health and wellness? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I have so many thoughts at once. I came here with a certain way of working, of course, because like I came from the New York scene and I am a hugely collaborative person and I'm hoping to, I guess I'm also answering this question, how can I sort of be part of the Denver scene too? No, that's but I'm, I'm hoping to, um, to work across the lines of um, a perspective of of industry, like going into the beauty industry, going into um, body work, going into like like I I would love to be part of creating like wider wellness networks so that you know we can all help each other and all help our clients better. I do feel like the Denver scene is very friendly. I found them to be really welcoming to me and to others because people are moving here all the time. I think it's a really good thing. I think people are coming in here from so many parts of the country. Mm. I'm seeing other New Yorkers here all the time, people from LA to Midwest, like it's bringing in this influx of new ideas and fitness and wellness. And I think they're just going to benefit from that. And what I love too, is this like startup culture in Denver. So I think there's a lot of new ideas that maybe didn't have a chance in, or would not have had a chance in other areas that are, don't have that culture in the same way that I think there's a lot of room for innovation and trying new things and collaboration. I, I kind of feel like that's what, is going to happen with Denver. I'm really mm. excited about that. That's awesome. So just yeah. a lot of kind of dot connecting Influx, and, and, and yeah, more people the dots. having more conversations that wouldn't have happened in another time or another place. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. So. Well, so, you know, for someone out there who, who likes, you know, your thesis and maybe they're in Denver, maybe they're in New York, uh, you know, how can they learn more about you, your company, your work? Yeah. Um, check out our website, um, www.bodyconceptions.com. We have a video platform, so if you want to try our workouts and you don't have us in your city or next to you, definitely try it. It's just, um, I think there's like an on-demand tab on our website to try it out. And then we also do private training in Manhattan um, and then also the Denver area. So hit us up if you want to try us personally. Amazing. This is a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love it. Absolutely.